Palmer is concerned with a thousand dollar question. Just like Roger, he's a crazy little kid. I've got the time if you've got the inclination. So cheer up, Palmer, you'll soon be dead. The noose is hanging, at least you won't die wondering. Sit up, take notice, like it is. If I were near you, I wouldn't be far from you. Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great, my friend. I am doing great. Let's welcome get this show sunny, uh, on the road. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back from Scottsdale and yep. uh, a beautiful, beautiful day here in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's overcast, gray, rainy, and... Uh, Gusts up to 20 miles an hour. So welcome back to the suck. <laughs> it uh it feels good to be back in my own home. Okay, um, good. Yeah. So, it's good so to have you back. It's nice knowing that you're that you're right up the street again rather than out, yeah. you know, sweating away in the desert. So I'm hoping this week uh you and Small can come by and we can take a little walk up and down the lane. Absolutely. Yes, awesome. yes, you can eat some berries off of the, the plants above your septic field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't want to go that far. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, it was a, a strange week, right? This is your favorite, right? I love this stuff. Okay. Um, this is uh, – uh, I'm not even going to give the, the – um, obligatory disclaimer like i know that people get hurt this or that i mean you know what you pays your money you takes your chances everything's fucking champagne and caviar when the stuff's going up and uh this is where you separate the wheat from the chaff so when, when the yes. rake comes out yeah yeah um i don't think uh i think there was a, a shadow of the rake mm-hmm. on friday Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think we're there. But uh, okay, okay. I, there's. I, I tell you something. There's been a disturbance in the force, and they haven't even really gotten the tightening thing going in full force. So um, it's a, it's an interesting time. You know, that's a, a apparently a Chinese curse. What's that? May you live in interesting times. Oh, geez, really. Yeah. I thought that was like uh, a, a good wish. No, that's a curse, yeah. huh? 
You know, everyone assumes interesting has a positive connotation to it, but uh, um, it uh, not necessarily. Right. Not right. Necessarily. Well, it was definitely interesting this week. Um, but in the sense, it was also telegraphed to people. Everyone knew. So I guess you want to talk. What, what day was it? It was Wednesday. Well, we had the FOMC meeting, and they hiked it by fifty basis points. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Powell said 75 is off the table and mm-hmm. off to the races. Here we go. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but we knew 50 was coming and you know, that was, they, they told that they've been crystal clear about that coming. Um, so I don't, I'm not sh- exactly sure how that interpretation of 75 being off the table was a license to, was a license to run. So I have a uh, offline running confab with a stock guy who uh, is a listener and actually has a newsletter uh, of his own, which, by the way, I have a mild uh, uh, beef with to pick on because uh, I think he stole something from what we were working on and wrote a letter about it, but we'll leave that aside. Um, So uh, if, if I've been able to communicate anything to people who listen. Uh, I, it's sort of my opinion that, you know, the Fed will say stuff like he did on Wednesday, okay? And he means it. But if you read anything that they say, it's always subject to financial conditions. So we, we reserve the right to change our mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is a little bit of a gruesome story, but um, I, whenever I think of this thing, you know how you have flashbacks to childhood or, of course. Yeah. So I, I, um, I was in a fraternity and uh, you know, one of those things that it doesn't, it seems like the cool guys don't do. So one of my pledge brothers, uh, uh, had a girlfriend who was still in high school. So um, I'm not sure exactly, but apparently on his birthday, she promised that she was going to <clears throat> do mm-hmm. the deed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the room next to his uh, in the fraternity. And I don't know, it's like nine or 10 o'clock at night. We're sitting on the couch listening to the lamb lights down on Broadway. And and I heard, but Melinda, you promised. (laughs) (laughs) So be that as it may. um, Hopefully I told that tastefully. Yes. That's Uh, as tastefully as you can. Yes. Poor Melinda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So where was I? Uh, The fed. Um, there's nothing off the table ever. It's That's, just, yep. And, and, and so I'm sent this to somebody. And at this point, you know, I've crossed over into the area that there are many in my cohort with Alzheimer's and dementia. So you, you <laughs> have to fast check all this stuff. Right. But the numbers to me with the Fed are 25, 50, or 100. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. Interesting. I don't, I'm not going to say there's, I've never seen a 75. Maybe there's been a 75, but 75 is just not a number 
right? Right. So, so he has a conference, and like you said, 75 is off the table. But he did also say the next two are 50. Mm-hmm. Did I hear that? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And then in June, they're going to reduce their balance sheet by 60. Is it 60 billion for three months? Mm-hmm. And then it goes to 90 billion for three months? I believe months? so. Yep. Yep. That okay. sounds right. Yeah. Well, and they didn't put an end date on that. Right. 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 We're going to do this, but but we don't, we're not going to give you time. We're going to give you a number, but not a time. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Old Chestnut's going to make a prediction. You ready? Mm-hmm. The quantitative tightening will not live to see the new year. <laughs> You think so? Wow. <laughs> There's just no way, dude. That yeah. thing, no. They, um, no, I just don't. Okay. I, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, I look, I, I'm wrong all the time. And I don't see why this time is different. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have the funds rate by to two, two and a half, three percent by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be yanking out $90 billion a month yeah. and so i mean that's like half a trillion bucks mm-hmm. we're heading what would appear to be in the early stages of a recession right mm-hmm. you have uh sorts of things going on where um i i, I should i kind of have a list but it, it's it's disjointed. So, That's for fun. instance, you've had the stock market drop this year by, uh, let's see, the NASDAQ's down 22%. The S&P's down 13%. Okay. Year to date. I know last week it was kind of unchanged. Okay. So, you've had that. So, people have had capital hit fairly substantial. Apparently, the bond market in the first quarter was the first one since it was the worst one since the 1870s. Yeah. Wow. So now you've got anyone with any equity bond ratio is a long Wait till they get the, you know, 401. I was just going to say that's, that's everybody, right? That's anyone and everyone like me and my retired parents and anyone that's that has a 401k. Yeah. yeah crushed. Okay. So you're seeing uh, the wealth destruction there um the housing stuff is still hanging in there but interest rates as you pointed out to me the mortgage rates up a couple hundred basis points no problem right so that's going to stem uh the the price increases i saw i saw mortgage applications down 65 percent just absolutely falling off the cliff um so they've they've crushed that they they did their job there so you have wealth destruction in the consumer sector. Um, then you have uh, mortgage rates going up, which is going to depress housing. Um, and so as we enter the world of real life, which I'll fully admit I don't live in. Um, hey, right. At least you know, I, oper- I operate <clears throat> in that circle. <laughs> at least I'm honest about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so I had lunch with a dear friend, uh, and he's a fellow like yourself, a legitimate guy, hardworking family guy. And he said to me, you know, 
my um, gasoline bill has gone up by 200 bucks a month mm-hmm. and my food bill has gone up by 400 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's 600 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I, I didn't get a 600 buck a month raise. He said, so I got to like, I'm thinking about getting rid of my Netflix or yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So, um, so you have all these things operating at the same time. I don't know what, I mean, what's the tailwind? What's, what's the good news? Um, I, I, you know, so, um, I, it seemed to always be Debbie Downer. Um, the, the tail, the tailwind to me would be, there's still pockets of, I don't want to say pockets of strength, but I don't think everyone has come to that same realization. I had a similar conversation with a business owner this week. You and I both know him, big, big operation. And he said, look, I gave all my employees 5% raises, but the same thing, fuel, material, everything has gone up. And he's like, I don't think people have realized yet. It's going to take a couple months before they look at that statement and realize, look, I'm $600 down. Where Mm -hmm. am I going to start trimming things? I don't Mm -hmm. think that reality has set in Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. A lot of people are more interested in, you know, there's there's political not. I mean, the political mm-hmm. is stolen the headlines um, and there's plenty of other distractions for the American public right now that that aren't paying attention to, you know, mortgage rates, the funds rates. And but mm-hmm. and I also saw a thing about like credit card debt that has just completely spiked so that like household yeah, right. savings balance has has dwindled and the, the credit card bills have gone up exponentially. Um so I, I, you make a, a very interesting point, and um, unfortunately, because of us coming from uh, Scottsdale to uh, Greenwich, I'm a little behind on some things. Um, a number of people have told me what massive balances uh, consumers have in their demand accounts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how that reconciles directly with the increase in the credit card usage. Um, What I'm comfortable in saying is, you know, those words you never say this time is different when investing. Um, And it isn't an investment comment. It's a data accumulation and analytic situation because you have in, in our lifetime, maybe, unless you're talking about times of world war, you've had such a dynamic shift in economic situation so quickly, it's hard to measure the rebound. So for instance, you had the stimulus checks, you had the wealth created by the stock market, the housing, the Bitcoin phenomenon, right? And now the inflation's kicking in, um, labor's hard to find, Fuel prices, food prices, they're all going up. Wages are going up, probably not fast enough. Um, I think it's going to take a while, as you said, for this stuff to shake out completely. Um, I posted on the website um, uh, a chart of the participation rate. Mm -hmm. So one of the things it's important to keep in mind is if you're not looking for a job, you're not unemployed. Mm-hmm. So you take any number of people who 
were quasi-retired, and now the inflation is eating into their margin. If they're not working, then um, then uh, their income isn't going up. Yep. Right? yep. Yet mm-hmm. their costs are. So maybe the people on the margin are returning to the workforce. Um, I've heard anecdotal, you know, stuff about that, about people that retired during coronavirus and they thought that they were going to be okay to not go back to work. And then the past month or so they've said, "Uh Oh, back to work. We go. I've, I've heard, you know, there's some data to support that too. So, well, I, I do think, uh, you know, that phrase, uh, um, flat as a position too. I love that. And, and sometimes breaking even is a win. Um, I like that. Re- I'm going to use that. <laughs> feel free. Thank um, you. One of the children, and I won't, I won't uh, name which one in case there's blowback, but one of the children uh, has adopted my disdain for real estate brokers. <laughs> and you know the line from It's a Wonderful Life, you know, every time you hear a bell ring, an angel gets his wings. Yes. My my daughter says, every time a real estate broker tells the truth, an angel dies. <laughs> yeah, like father, like daughter. Jeez. I, uh, I suggested maybe we could come up with a gentler way of putting it. And you saw the response, right? I, I said, said what I, go ahead. I said what I said. <laughs> It's, yeah, that uh, that is your daughter. That's as, that's about as good as I'm not asking. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, um, I I wish a lot of wonderful things for you in your life, but one of the, one of them is to see your ch- children embrace things that you have taught them over the years to mold them. Yes. <laughs> well, what's what's in every father knows this and you will probably experience your daughter's too young but you'll tell them things and they'll look at you like you're the dumbest person they've ever met in the world right and mm-hmm. and and maybe you you are i i don't know then later on in life things will come back and they'll be like well you know yeah yep and uh and that's one of those great joys uh in life so mm-hmm. um We've got, to me, a very interesting dynamic setting up as we head into the, I mean, I guess it's a little more than half a year left, but um, I think between the stronger dollar, the higher rates, the wealth destruction, the inflation, you're going to see a slowing, a continued slowing of the economy. Now I know first quarter was negative. Second quarter is going to be slightly positive, but slower than this boost we had post COVID. Um, So as the economy slows, the Fed has said their number one mandate right now is inflation. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all disrespect to Dave Rosenberg, who thinks we're in a deflationary environment, I, I think maybe we get deflation, but that's that's a ways away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, what 
happens with the Fed. That's why, you know, I make the snarky comment about, you know, the quantitative tightening won't live to see the new year, which mm-hmm. is, I think, uh, I'm trying to cobble a quote from the Godfather, but I'm not exactly sure. I have to check with our resident expert Leslie Harris mm-hmm. on that. But I, I just, uh, you know, I've mentioned before how uh, talented guys I know, like Zervos, try and do a calculation between the amount of uh, quantitative easing or quantitative tightening uh, translates to amount of basis points. Mm-hmm. But, um, and once again, uh, I run the risk of, of uh, making a mistake uh, and sounding ignorant, but I'm going to roll the dice here. Um, there's two elements to this. There's the cost of money, which is the interest rate. And there's the availability of money, meaning, can you get your hands on it? Mm-hmm. And so um, as you have this destruction of wealth in the bond and stock market, okay, um, you're depleting risk capital because, you know, the value of those assets are dropping. Um, as the volatility in the market picks up, the banks who run these value at risk models, I think at some point are going to have to look to modestly restrict lending because mm-hmm. the risk is going up. Mm-hmm. So you have all these massive contractions going on at the same time. And, uh, you know, for every yin, there's a yang, right? So take a guy like me that's been defensive and I have a lot of cash. Well, I'm going to put the cash to work. So my life's better off at the expense of some other situation. But it seems like the quantitative easing in the lowering of the rate was this massive injection. And you saw what happened. It, It took the stock market to record highs. It took interest rate to literally the lowest rates in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're going the other way. And and if you recall, when Fish Fan and I were working together, we would stress test the portfolio. And our rule of thumb was <clears throat> 200 basis points in three months. Yep. And uh, if we could survive that, we, we could survive anything. And if if I had mentioned that, nine months ago that you should prepare for that. I, I'd have been left out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what we've had, right? Yeah. Plus or minus. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I just, something's going to break here. Interesting. Uh, it still has more to, there's more to go is what you're saying. There's there. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess, I've made one prediction, which is that the quantitative tightening won't last. Uh, It'll be done by January 1st, 2023. I'm thinking that uh, at least in the NASDAQ, we're officially in a bear market. It's down 20%, something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
S&P is down 13.5%. I, I think these things have another 10 or 15% to go. Wow. And um, uh, I think at that point, for me, with the Sachs Retirement Fund, uh, I would start to um, look to put some money to work. Because I, uh, I, I have to admit, the adding equities on the dollar cost averaging plan um, – <clears throat> Failed its first test. <laughs> when the facts change, <laughs> your opinion changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the what's the movie like Swingers? Like we're going to Vegas, baby. And by the yeah, time yeah, people, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, I mentioned last week. I think there's a couple of investments that are starting to catch my eye. Mm-hmm. And they're credit-based. They're very high in the credit stack. Interesting. And they're uh, kind of unusual things. But can, you, can you tell me what they are? Offline. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. I, twice I tried, okay? For the audience, I tried. But right. Yeah, let's make it perfectly clear. Job number one, don't get sued for financial <laughs> advice. Okay. <laughs> You want to sue me for being politically incorrect or a scumbag? I'm <laughs> delighted. Please, ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I'm not fucking your shit okay. up. Yep, uh, yep, but yep. I, I, if you want to know, I'll be happy to tell you. Nah, 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 nah. I, I these are things I've told mm-hmm. my small group that old chestnuts starting to dabble in. Okay, but um, why I mention it isn't so much that I'm trying to tell people what to do. It's how I'm looking at them, which I want to come back to, which is this concept of a forward price. Mm -hmm. So people will look at uh, a stock today or a bond today, and they'll see a yield or a dividend and they'll assume, you know, that that's what it is. When I, when I look at something, I look at what I like to call the forward price or the forward yield. So I didn't lay this out ahead of time as an example, which I hate to do because I always fuck the numbers up. But let's say you have a bond. Let's see if I can get away with this. Let's say you have a bond that is trading at par and has a 6% coupon. Okay. And uh, let's play ivory tower and assume there's no taxes. Okay. Okay. So you buy that bond today, throw up all compounding. Okay. One year from now, you're going to come back. You would pay it out a hundred and you get six back. So now you're in for 94, right? Um, if you took 6%, and divide by 94, now all of a sudden that yields a 638. Okay. That's assuming you you earn zero on your money for the first year. Mm-hmm. Now we can make this more complicated by assuming you could earn 2% for mm-hmm. the first year, which is how I would really go about doing it. But is a simple example, unprepared. This is how I start to look at products. 
So in this example, if I had a bond that uh, I thought was credit worthy, and in one year, uh, my forward yield was a 638, or let's call it 640 for rounding, mm -hmm. and let's say it was a 10-year, mm -hmm. that would start to look interesting to me because I think that the worst we're going to see for a prolonged period of time could be 5% inflation. And mm -hmm. I don't think it'd be that high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think it'll end up being 4%. Because they'll do everything in their power to tamp that down. Well, right? you know, yes and no. So here we go back to, you know, what, what I've said is, what they say is valid for the moment. So if all of a sudden the participation rate goes back into the high 80s or low 90s, the unemployment rate shoots up to 7 8%, all of a sudden the dual mandate, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little touchy-feely of are we really going to be willing to crush the economy like Volcker did? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to knuckle under and, and you know, stop the, stop the, uh, the tightening? So that's, to me, if I'm rattling on, I apologize. But I'm trying to explain why in my mind I see the next several months being, I've said, interesting. I, I think a better word is complicated. Mm -hmm. because they they are talking about inflation at the moment because that's what everybody's talking about. This stuff turns on a dime, right? You've already seen weird things like shortage of baby formula. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I saw, real that I saw, is. No, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, the fixed income side where – you know, obviously, I've got more comfort with. Um, there are things that start to look interesting. The stock stuff doesn't initially look interesting to me because that Schiller PE mm -hmm. is at 32, right? Still, yeah. Here's an interesting statistic. I know this caught your eye. And <clears throat> I guess I can't go a week with either slamming Kathy or... DJS, but let's pick Kathy. 35 positions, 34 mm -hmm. are down on the year. Mm -hmm. The only one that's up on the year is a fucking money market fund <laughs> that's contributed three basis points. <laughs> so just because I'm not good at math and mm -hmm. um, I make it easy for people on a million dollars. Three basis points over a year is three hundred dollars. So, but um, she wow. still gets she still gets her fees. Oh yeah, and she still people are still pumping money into her. And what amazes me with this stuff, unlike a hedge fund, there's no high water mark. Right. So she's getting her fees, fees, fees. Um, she and uh, Elon Musk were telling people that. Um, Index <laughs> investing is, is oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, her Elon and uh, and and Chamath had a nice little uh, com- conversation where they, you know, bestowed their wisdom upon uh, upon poor unage- un- unsuspecting people on Twitter. In my view, this is Kathy speaking on Twitter, which is still free. For, okay, people, this is I still swear this place is a gold mine as much as Morris hates it. But where else can it. you find where else can you find stuff like this? We have Kathy, Elon, and Chamath. Chamath. In my view, history will deem the accelerated shift towards passive funds during the last 20 years as a massive misallocation of capital. Okay, so Elon chimes in. Passive index investment is simply an amplifier of active investment. If active investment signal degrades in quality, passive is proportionally impacted. Also, if there are very few actual active investors, their decisions can greatly increase company valuation volatility. And then Chamath. <laughs> chimes in passive investors overlook SPACs which are the best opportunities <laughs> uh, well look I I am um, just to be clear uh, the reason I pick on Ms. Wood is because well first of all um, somewhat similar to my friend Leslie it's just our nature <laughs> You know, I can't, I can't help myself. Anytime somebody goes, you know, on CNBC, and by the way, what we do here couldn't be further, right? (laughs) Right. So um, it's not like this is pro TV, Mm -hmm, and we're mm -hmm. turning up and telling you how it's going to be. Right. Um, I mean, I, I give you my opinion, you give me your opinion. I try and throw out some techniques to help you understand or do a little better. But I think I'm almost certain <clears throat> I've said ind- investing is individual. There's no one answer mm-hmm. that fits everybody. And I've never given a recommendation on a specific stock. Never. Now, now as to the metals, <laughs> um, one of our <laughs> listeners wrote on the website Please exit your position so the st- so the metals can go up. And you know what? I, he's right, or or she's <laughs> I, right. I but, knew it. <laughs> but, it, but I don't. But here's the deal. I'll make this deal with this fellow. If he sends me his brokerage account and he's shown me he's gotten out, I'll get out. <laughs> I knew that the comment was gonna was gonna hit the nerve for you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I but I know. I, I so for instance, you know, I was involved in like the natural gas and oil transmission stuff for years and years and years. Why did I like it? Well, it's it's somewhat monopolistic. It's domestic energy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a constant stream. It's fee based. It's consistent, right? So what do yep. they do? They fucking bust that thing <laughs> over their knee. Yep. And I end up getting blown out. You know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say at the low, but <laughs> at this point, it, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's might as well be. Yeah. So I, I'm human like everybody else, but mm-hmm. um, the, the time, I, I don't know. There's something going on with this stuff that I'm 
I mean, I've got this premium that I've invested. Well, you, you're talking about the gold. You're talking about the gold. The gold, and I've yep. got a, a sniggle of silver, which mm -hmm. isn't going to amount to anything oh. um, anymore anyway. But, you know, I put a certain amount to work, and I've somewhat adroitly managed the strikes, the time decay, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I bought myself a lot of extra room than had I just put up the same amount of money and sat there passively. Okay. So kudos to me, mm -hmm. except, you know, I, I'd have thought gold had been a lot higher by now, but I, I got some time and I'm going to continue to, you know, work my magic in the <laughs> option market. And uh, I, I know you snicker, but one day you can come sit here and I'll show you. And, uh, you know, the, yeah, then I can see it, the magic happen. What can, happens I, behind the curtain? <laughs> yeah. And it's not that complicated, but mm -hmm. you know, you, mm -hmm. you need to look at strikes and time decay and, yep. and, and you, people do make money with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but in any event, uh, I think that I need to push my, expiration on these things out. The reason is this. I forecasted the Fed is going to throw in the towel before the end of the year. I have a sense that will be the Rubicon and people will lose confidence in the Federal Reserve, the dollar, and that could be the move in the gold. Um, once again, I, I'm full well aware that, you know, I told that guy I worked with years ago, you don't know anything about gold while you trade <laughs> yeah, gold why you trading it? <laughs> and, and how I got sucked on this rabbit hole. It, it's like, yeah, shame on me, but, uh, uh, here I am. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, you, you got to dance with what among you. Cause I thought it would have spiked up a little bit. Um, at least on Thursday or Friday when there was, you know, I thought there would have been a rush to some sort of safe haven with, with that huge sell-off, but it. Well, see, I think in the short run, it's pretty simple. Uh, all the correlations are going to one. I mean, somebody, I think it might've been uh Lezer, sent us this thing showing the correlation between Bitcoin and the stock markets going mm -hmm. to one. So mm -hmm. if you got the stocks going down, you got bonds going down, you got Bitcoin do going down, all of a sudden, all correlations are going to one. Now, I mean, commodities, uh, oil hasn't gone down very much. Um, I don't think the grains have suffered. Um, but I think, uh, at least algorithmically, when guys are selling stocks and bonds, bond yields go up, the AQRs of the world are saying, well, uh, interest rates going up, that's bad for gold, let's sell gold. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, number yeah. one. Number two, uh, I, I don't know why, but I just got a feeling Russia's selling gold to raise hard currency. Can't prove it, just a guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think that's just, that's kind of kludged up and um, but I'm I'm not in denial I mean it hasn't worked to the extent I wanted it to 
mm-hmm. but I continue. And, and this, if this is a lesson to managing your investment, I picked a number and I've stuck to it. And yeah. now, uh, as the interest rates and credit products have started to back up, they're getting to levels that I think start to look interesting. And uh, when you are in this transition market, right? Look at all of the the stocks we like to make fun of. Robinhood cratered, right? Oh yeah. How, what's that? What's that other one? The one you hated, Car Carvana. Carvana. Yeah. What's happened with that? Oh, stop. Leslie told me to buy the puts two months ago. I didn't do it. <laughs> it's going yeah. to zero. <laughs> Welcome to trading one hundred and one. <laughs> um. Carvana, so, Robinhood, Wayfair, or, you know, there's the list goes on. Um, go just go through Kathy's portfolio and that's <laughs> the, <laughs> Teladoc, okay? Um, yeah, all that all that bullshit is over. It's gotten completely blown off. Um, there's some fast the statistic about the Nasdaq. You see, you know, overall it's down twenty percent, but something like fifty percent of the Nasdaq is down seventy five percent. And like, there, whatever. There's three statistics that are just astounding. Where like the, that that tech stuff has just gotten crushed. And hey, yeah, if you've got a company that doesn't make a product, doesn't make earnings, and it was overvalued, it some ridiculous number yeah you're coming back to earth now like kevin said the bullshit in the bull market is over you know yeah he also wrote this thing about how these levered etfs aren't good for the long run but um i thought he did a very good job of explaining i I, I think he just expanded on your thought (laughs) i think he did a great job explaining it i back when i was uh working i had a theory and Maybe um, Mr. Muir, with his research team and host of excited readers, uh, I'll throw this out to you. I believe that if you just took every one of these crazy products, you know, the levered ETF, yada, yada, and you just shorted all of them. I know, I know it sounds funny, right? I, I think you have to win. You know, uh, when when our friend said you we, we were talking about them, the the you know, the the triple leveraged and the and the double leveraged, and you said, you know, I, they're a flawed product. And our friend said, I see them as an opportunity. Okay. Yeah. He didn't he, that's all he said. But now when you say that about short and all of them, you think that's what he meant? I well, I don't I don't know. So first of all. If you're going to trade them as a day trade, yeah, mm-hmm. then they're like anything else. Mm-hmm. If you're going to think, oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, I'm sticking them in my IRA and because I think whatever's going up. Well, mm-hmm. no, because this constant rehedging and then the fees, yep. it's just I, I can't prove it mathematically, although I probably could find someone who could prove that in the in the long enough time horizon, I think they have to go to zero. Wow! Uh, because you're, as Kevin pointed out in his newsletter, you're rehedging the wrong way, and um, you know that adds up. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, once again, I'm giving a plug to somebody else. <laughs> and uh, what do we get in return? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, not not even a robe. 
somebody uh, who listens that I think very highly of um, wants to start their own podcast. And um, it's not going to compete with ours. It's going to be something else. And um, so he was asking how to how to get started. You know, could we uh, give him some advice? And I'm like, look, you don't seem to understand. <laughs> this is like chewing gum and a couple of sticks. And and he says, well, he said, at least tell me what kind of equipment to get. And I said, no. I said, let me let me explain something to you. I got the best microphone. Like it's not like five grand, but it's a couple hundred bucks, right? It's like mm-hmm. the podcast microphone. Yep. And I said, half the time people couldn't hear what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> and he's like, I know what you're talking about. It'd be like I'd be listening, and all of a sudden it'd be like you walked in the other room. I'm like, okay. So I've been using these earpod things, mm-hmm. and it's not great. You can hear, right? Yeah, you're not underwater anymore. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what was the other thing? Yeah, I was trying to get some breath mints. <laughs> rattling around. The fucking thing was rattling around. So, yeah, you and I are not uh, right. the podcast uh, recommenders. But, Give our uh, secrets away. <laughs> you say secrets? Like, yeah, gonna, good except thing. for our audience that that's been here the whole time listening to this. <sighs> oh, man. So, so uh, what's I've new? got listeners. I, I got a listener like that's been with us since the beginning, and and he says, you know, he loves he loves listening to your predictions. Um, he says, you know, how long will this cycle be? When will there be a bottom? And what causes the bottom? You know, so is is Jay Powell thinking about those things? Because you had mentioned that he doesn't want to get down. He's worried about it being discontinuous. So. Does he just let this go on? Is time on his side and he wants to see it tick down and tick down and then have it go up a little bit and it's just going to lowly, gradually climb down? I know it's it kind of brings the Fed put into, into yeah. you know, that, that's the question really I want to get at. So uh, there's a lot of questions in there. Let me yeah. pick it apart. So mm-hmm. I had a discussion with uh, Snowboard Fish Fan mm-hmm. about the Fed put. Mm-hmm. And he and I both came simultaneously to the number of down 50%. And now that would be from the beginning of the year. Right. Um, now, within that, if you put an asterisk <clears throat> next to it, uh, that means rate of change is significant. So if you come in Monday and the S&Ps are down 20%, you know that the, that's the point, right? Right. Because right, there, right. there's not going to be, they're not going to allow a twenty percent drop. But uh, the one or two percent every day, yeah, I, I think that I think that's his wet dream on the thing because it, first of all, it hurts the wealthy people, which uh, plays well, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves to see wealthy people lose money. Yeah. Secondly. It's going to curb consumption, and that's a great way of getting the inflation number down. And, uh, you know, I I think that is part of the process that Mm -hmm, gets the mm -hmm. inflation number down, uh, brings hopefully uh, things a little bit more stable. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, so I think he's happy with that. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> once again, I think the rate of change is way more important, <clears throat> excuse me, than the amount. Okay. Uh, so I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, to, to me, I, I think, you know, you've had a bull market in equities for an extended period of time. You've had a 40-year bull market in bonds. Yeah. Um, a 40-year bull market in bonds. Yeah. It's coming to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, I guess you look at the trend lines and I guess we busted trend lines. Yeah. The two-year note is 272. And a year ago, it was 10 basis points. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Zero, essentially so, zero, yeah. So now, you know, you have created a bear market in bonds. Mm-hmm. You created a bear market by some measures in um, the equities. And uh, the thing, once again, woe is me, the thing that kept me from buying and during the COVID thing was bear markets don't last two weeks. I mean, that one did. Right, right. Or whatever it was. But historically, said time and time again, monetary policy is a blunt instrument. It takes mm-hmm. a long time to uh, uh, work its way through. And uh, actually, maybe that makes it not a blunt instrument. I'm not sure I phrased that correctly, but it's going to take a while for these things to work their way through the system. And uh, yeah, somebody uh, said somebody that I trust said that, that that nothing will be priced in until September. September. It's only May now, so you've got all summer long for this to, like you said, to chop. And and you know, there's going to be uncertainty and back and forth, and then you won't know. And so it's going to take time to work its way through the system. Well. So I was a risk manager with probably as long a track record of success as anybody. I mean, Ina Drew uh, at J.P. Morgan may have done it a bit longer. Uh, Ken Durrett at Morgan Stanley may have done it a little longer. John Merriweather didn't. Uh, John Corzine didn't. Um, Who? Um, I'm afraid you'll have to wait till this is dropped and you can back up 15 seconds. Um, but one of the things that I think was, uh, the reason I'll say for our success, not my success is the hypervigilance. Like if you don't love the trade, get out. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this happen time and time again, where you get positions and they accumulate and then they sit there and nothing gets done. And when the curve was steep, the carry, meaning the the borrowing rate versus the rate you're invested in, bailed you out of a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When you go into these bear markets, things happen. So I had mentioned how banks use VAR, value at risk, right? Well, if the VAR goes up, 
uh, positions have to come down. And that puts pressure on the price, which further de decreases the price, which you can go into that black hole, right? And so that's why I, I think that uh, absent an exogenous event, uh, I just, it's hard for me to see risk assets performing. Uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of idiosyncratic things, right? There's plenty of, of investments you can find uh, that might make money. I mean, I think mm -hmm. the best thing was, and I didn't validate your numbers, but you had talked about how Berkshire Hathaway had done very well. Okay. Well, you know, there's, there's stuff like that. There's a couple of things I think are going to do okay. Um, but, uh, I, I think the end happens when the people carrying these levered positions or too much risk for what they can stomach, it's cathartic. And that's when, you know, you want to be Howard Marks, Seth Klarman, the ability to quickly analyze and acquire positions. Uh, and uh, I, we're not there yet. Interesting. So. Yeah. Interesting. Not there yet. We still got more like farther down to go, huh? I, I think so. I, yeah, I, think I so. agree. I, I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, I think, you know, they say the the markets are forecasting machines, right? And so they've already built in multiple Fed tightenings. Mm-hmm. Stocks have had the benefit of 40 years of declining interest rates. So there's that sheet. I know I sent you at one point, like my first summer job where I built an Excel spreadsheet, which was basically a piece of paper. Yeah. With lines right? on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had PEs of like seven or I six know. or five. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's because the long bond was 14%. 14 percent yeah now we're not getting a 14 percent long bond no. right. but you could get a six percent long bond and it's not that hard to contemplate so let's say you've got a three and a quarter percent two-year note and two's bonds notice i said two's bonds not bonds twos. I, i'm paying attention of, of 275 gets you three and a quarter plus 275 that gets you six percent right yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, 6% long bond is not unreasonable. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that's where it's averaged over the last 20 years or something. So, yeah. I, I mean, uh, now you've got the overnight uh, SOFA rate, secured overnight index funding, yada, yada, yada. It's 1% something. Mm -hmm. And that's going to continue to go up as the Fed tightens. So now instead of there is no alternative, you know, you can park your money somewhere and go to the Warren Buffett school, which is cash is not a liability. It's an option. An option, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, you know, 
if I'm 40 years old and I got my plan and my plan is to, you know, time value or commit so much each month, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't vary from that. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you're not a three or six month investor and this to you is opportunity, but for guys with less runway like me, uh, I mean, for me, this is, I'm treating this as kind of like a video game, you know, because it's, <laughs> I love there you have stuff. it, folks. <laughs> I love this stuff. First person shooter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. A video game. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Maybe we That's should beautiful. make up like John Madden football. Like Stop, stop, stop before Kevin steals your idea. Like old chestnuts video game. It's like here's you got a pool of money, and you get to you get to pick an environment. Are you That's in amazing. a neutral environment? Are you in a in high rates? Yeah, wow, yeah, that could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. Let me ask you some fun stuff. Now that you're back on the East Coast, where are you going to dinner? Where are you, where have you been itching to go to eat? Because I know you've been out in that barren desert of yeah, that food desert they call Arizona. Well, first of all. Um, the food there has actually gotten pretty good. That's number one. Number two, um, little known fact, Arizona, Scottsdale actually, has become the number one destination for uh, uh, bridesmaids parties. Oh, or wow. Ba- or bachelorette parties. <laughs> bachelorette parties, so, really? Um, even, uh, <laughs> uh, even the missus has been shaking her head at some of the shenanigans we've seen going on. Wow. So, um, <laughs> Interesting. The, uh, um, I don't have anything on the, uh, on the calendar just yet. You know, the missus has had me on this freaking keto diet because it's supposed to be good for yeah. the back. Although we've come to an agreement that that gets suspended Tuesday. Okay. So first thing I'm getting is a pizza. <laughs> That's funny. I almost brought one up to your house when, when you were uh, getting back, whatever day you got back, Thursday uh, night. I'm I'm so glad you didn't because that would have been uh that would have disrupted the, the marital harmony that we I, I worried here. about that. I at first I said, All right, let me bring him up two cheese pizzas. And I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, like Cheryl might have something planned. I don't want to be standing there with two pizzas. <laughs> I, I will say one thing. Uh, now I know with human beings, it's always N equals one, right? Mm -hmm. So I've gone, let's say six or eight weeks with virtually no alcohol. And I followed this, you know, low carb. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. eat, I don't eat 50 grams of carbs in a day. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've had de minimis exercise Mm -hmm. and I've not gained a lick of weight. Wow. So I don't know what it's done to my cholesterol. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that it's good, but I mean, that, that freaking thing works. What are you um, eating though? What are you eating? Salads and steaks? Yeah. 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 Last yeah. night we had, uh, uh, we had turkey meat with, uh, like taco seasoning mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. avocado and lettuce mm-hmm. and, uh, Wow, uh, that that was good. Uh, you know, omelet for breakfast with cheese. 
I saw Turgot out there working the grill, um, grilling oh you up eggplants God. or can, something. Yeah. Can he fucking cook? Can he fucking cook? And one other note, because um, I know we're, we're starting to run over. Uh, my coach, Jason, was on a Leadville 100 podcast. I saw and that, yep. He, uh, he was talking about different athletes. And he was talking about one athlete, yours truly, that um, had traditionally had trouble on power line. And mm -hmm. so he decided to meet said athlete at the bottom of power line and hike it up, hike up power mm -hmm. line with the athlete. And mm -hmm. um, you can listen to it for yourself, but he says, we're hiking up power line and I see I see grown humans curled up on a ball on the side of the trail crying. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and um, I don't know whether that makes you want to do it more or less. <laughs> but the funny part is not that these poor people were suffering. Um, the funny part is I didn't notice I was so fucking deep in that pain cave. Oh. All I was looking at was the eight inches in front of the front wheel trying One not to fall over. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that's my motivational speech for the day. Okay. So. All right. Thank you, pal. It's great to see you. It's great to be back. We'll get together this week, okay? Could you please urge caution to our listeners so that we stay on brand? <laughs> Oh, I think they know. <laughs> they know. They know. All right. All right, buddy. I'll see you next Take week. Care. Cheers.